Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's January 26th, 2021. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, oral exam. Is oral cavity cancer screening effective at reducing disease mortality? According to the USPSTF, there is inadequate evidence to support any particular oral cancer screening strategy. One of the largest trials to ask this question was the Kerala Oral Cancer Screening Trial, where 13 geographic clusters in India were randomized to home-based screening every three years by trained health workers, not dentists or physicians. It was a huge study, with greater than 95,000 participants in the screening arm, but it found a non-significant relative reduction in oral cancer mortality in a general population. However, in patients who were ever tobacco or ever alcohol users, there did seem to be a benefit. This reanalysis of the Kerala trial generated a risk model that addresses many of the criticisms of the original study design. After accounting for factors like the intensity and duration of tobacco smoking, chewing, and or alcohol consumption, they found a significant 27% relative reduction in the general population. The risk model also helped identify the highest risk subset of people who derive the greatest absolute benefit from screening. Such a risk-based approach increased the efficiency of screening and reduced the number needed to screen from over 2,000 to about 600. The bottom line is a risk-based approach to oral cavity cancer screening may increase the magnitude of benefit while increasing the efficiency of screening efforts. Thanks to Chung, JCO, 2021. Up second, tenure. We've heard quite a bit about how advances in preventing and treating non-small cell lung cancer have moved the needle for cancer mortality in the United States. One of the first immunotherapy agents to demonstrate improved survival compared to chemotherapy was nivolumab in the Checkmate 17 and 57 trials. Here, we have five-year outcomes from those trials as published in JCO 2021 by Borgall et al. And despite the still limited prognosis, five-year survival was more than five times as high with the volume app at 13.4% as compared to chemo at 2.6%. This report also demonstrates the impressive durability of a subset of immunotherapy responses. Patients who made it to the two-year mark without progression had a greater than 80% chance of surviving to five years and a greater than 50% chance of remaining progression-free. The bottom line is, the survival benefit of immunotherapy over chemotherapy is maintained long-term for patients with advanced non-small cell lung cancer. Up next, take five. Who doesn't love a vague dose range and treatment guidelines? To help us nail down the most appropriate radiation dose for elective pelvic nodes when treating locally advanced cervical cancer, a secondary analysis of Embrace 1 reveals that grade 2 plus diarrhea at three years 
doubles from less than 10% to 20% when 45 gray is increased to 50 gray. Restricting the volume receiving at least 43 gray to less than 2,500 cc's, as well as the volume receiving at least 57 gray in the setting of boosting gross nodes, limiting that volume to less than 165 cc's, also emerged as helpful constraints, according to this analysis. The bottom line is, there's good clinical data to limit the elective nodal dose to 45 gray for advanced cervical cancer in order to minimize the risk for long-term diarrhea. Thanks to Jensen, Red Journal, 2020. Up next, Inheritance Law. Here's the latest ASCO Astro SSO guidelines on the niche management of hereditary breast cancers. Non-standard recommendations include therapeutic ipsilateral mastectomy for TP53 mutation carriers given the contraindication to radiation, as well as contralateral prophylactic mastectomy for BRCA carriers. Platinum agents are recommended for advanced BRCA-associated cancers and PARP inhibitors are recommended for metastatic HER2-negative BRCA-associated cancers. Thanks to YIP, JAMA Surgery, 2021. Up next, Halstead, Schmalstead. A single-arm pilot study of 20 women demonstrates a negative predictive value of 93% with MRI-guided biopsy for demonstrating a complete pathologic response to neoadjuvant chemotherapy for breast cancer, supporting the ongoing investigations of foregoing surgery altogether. Thanks to Sutton, JAMA Network Open, 2021. Finally, killer numbers. For those 45 years and older, Aggregate COVID-19 deaths since March are outpaced only by heart disease and cancer. What's worse, the COVID-19 daily death rate has been on the rise since the fall and currently far surpasses the daily death rate of both heart disease and cancer, making it today the leading cause of death in the U.S. Thanks to Wolf, JAMA, 2021. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.